This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to your favorite online listening experience. And that's this one, Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 515, and we thank you for listening to this great podcast that you can find on multi- Different podcasting applications, your Apple Podcasts, your Google Plays, Amazon, I think, has a podcast gimmick. I don't, uh, know if I don't we're on think there. we're on that. <laughs> Stitcher got sold. Stitcher got sold to Sirius. So I don't know if that's the thing anymore. But uh, if you are listening on these podcasts, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars. Read, we'll read it on the show. Yeah, we're that's definitely on Spotify, that's for sure. We are on Spotify. Sick. Um, face, uh, social media-wise, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube and Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11, uh, Twitch.tv slash MarkingOut. And uh, you can email us if you want us to uh, cater your commercial. <laughs> Shoot. This is a thing that happened today. Brandon, before I introduce you, I'll introduce you now. He's our social media influencer. Brandon, you can follow him on BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. And explain this to the people. What happened today in our emails? I was taking an afternoon nap, a siesta, <laughs> if you will, and I just roll over and I see Brandon. I'm like, what does he want now? And then all of a sudden, so we just got an email from – you explain it. You, you explain it. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's it's a legit email. I don't know if it's legit or not, but we got an email from the production company that did the Martin Scorsese film Casino, saying that they have a commercial shoot coming up soon, <laughs> and they need a personal chef for the video shoot, and if we're interested, uh, we could hit them back with an email with more details, but... I'm not a chef, and yours is marking out. So, <laughs> but we do have social media. We have, I mean, your your Instagram is is a lot of you cooking, and our you know, <laughs> social our content on YouTube is a lot of cooking stuff. So yeah, ipso facto, it's it's cooking with Brandon, not chefing with Brandon. Well, she could be Chef Brandon. <laughs> we, you know. But uh, what what else is the haps? What's going on this week? Not much. I didn't uh, again. Really didn't do much. I tested negative for COVID, Woo! so that's I'm out of the with that. But I'm still doing, still uh, receiving aftermath of COVID. Yeah. So. Like anything in particular? Uh, well, still my taste and smell are not fully there. But I'm also. I mean, you could still hear my voice is kind of a bit rough. A little raspy. I have a cough a little bit. It's getting uh, in, uh, decreasingly. I don't even know. Would you say decreasingly worse? That doesn't make sense. No, I mean, it's getting <laughs> decreasingly better. better. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it, your cough is getting better. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 a good way to put it. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't I didn't really do much this week. How about yourself? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm actually talking. I I think I spoke about spoke about it last week on the podcast. That new computer that I got, I am podcasting from it right now. It's beautiful. It looks just like my old computer because it's an iMac, <laughs> but this thing is beefed up to the gills. 
Um, I was rendering out a video file that I did this week, and it didn't take me 30 minutes. It took me three minutes. So that's a huge up. Oh, my God. It's amazing. The picture quality is on here. It's great. I can use After Effects without, like, you know, trying to render seven hours to render out a 15-second uh, clip. So pretty pumped about that. It's funny. I can no longer tweet from my phone. <laughs> Rest in peace, Brandon. It, it said it's it's been warning me for, like, the past two weeks or so saying uh, – the the browser is outdated on December fifteenth. You'll be screwed. December fifteenth rolled around and it still worked. I was like, oh, that's awesome. December sixteenth rolled around and I got the message saying, oh, by the way, it's actually December sixteenth that you're going to be screwed. <laughs> oh. And then like it worked in the beginning of the day on December sixteenth, and then like maybe four p.m. ish, boom. So oh, I never boy. had it hooked up to my old phone. Well, you wouldn't understand this. Like my iMessages, I can now get well, I understand iMessages. I know what that means. I know you get I your little get messages my... from your cell phone, your your computer, your little yeah, no, uh, Apple computer, Watch no. gimmick. Yeah, it's. I, I didn't have that with my old computer. I have it on this one. It's great. So I'm sitting here doing work rather than looking down my phone. It's like, boom. Yeah, a message know? actually popped up on my computer the other day asking me to confirm my, my cellular number Uh-oh. to connect it. I was like, I... Don't I can't connect it, brother. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, brother. Um, but other than that, I um, you know, I make fun of Dave all the time for being like an eighty-five year old man. Um, uh, but unfortunately this year week I am the eighty-five year old man as I had to go to the podiatrist and oh, I have Well, there's nothing uh, wrong so- with the the chiropodist. <laughs> The There's your eighty-five-year-old man for you. I have a plantar fasciitis in my right foot, um, and I have to wear special orthotics now and take anti-inflammatories. What does that mean? So there's special insoles that go. No, to your I foot. know what the so, insoles like, mean. I, what is the actual gimmick that you were diagnosed with? <laughs> so it's so your plantar fascia is in your foot. It like kind of it, what he's explaining. It connects like the middle of your foot to your heel. And sometimes, like, not wearing the right shoes and stuff like that, it can get worn down and it doesn't pull enough. So it gives you, like, heel pain or, like, they call heel spurs, too. Mm. So, like, I have to do, like, I have to take a belt and put it on my foot and then pull up my foot so that way it stretches out my Achilles tendon because that's tight. Um, Yeah. And, you know, just have to wear these in orthotics. I've spent uh, many days at the podiatrist's office. Yeah, that was my first time going. You're lucky it wasn't for an ingrown toenail. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was this. I mean, I've, I've, I've had it for a couple months, but I feel like, you know, especially I, I did some video work for a podiatrist's office, you know, during this whole quarantine. And they were saying, like, they're seeing a lot more like heel spurs and this, that, and thing because people are home. They're not wearing shoes. They're wearing sandals. So that's like what the guy was explaining to me. So I got to wear these. He's wearing these sandals inside their house. I Who wears shoes inside their house? You wear shoes inside your house? No, I don't. But like, if I'm, let's say I'm like, I'm, it's the summer. I'm in the backyard making a steak, and then I come inside. And I'm wearing my sandals. I walk in, wear my sandals, and, uh, and that's that. You know, so, but, uh, not that it really actually matters, but it's quite dangerous to grill wearing sandals. <laughs> why? Oh uh, well, if you drop something on your, you should not cook at all in sandals. If you okay. drop something hot, boom, there goes your foot. Unless you're one of those people that wear socks and sandals, which... No, I, you know what? There's a couple of times I wore socks and sandals, and I just hated myself for it. <laughs> um, but other than being an 85-year-old man, um, I uh, we had some snow today, which was awesome. Yeah, snow, well, yesterday and today. Yeah, it was great. Um, got to break the red dragon out. That's what I call my snowblower. And, uh, you know, but it's, do my name. But it's blue. What's up? No, no I'm just kidding. No, it was based off the the blue dragon. <laughs> yeah. 
No, but uh, <laughs> that yeah, documentary that... with Ring of Honor. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah! Wow. Why would you? Man. Why would you call yourself the Blue Dragon if your your hair is is red? <laughs> oh my stars! I forgot about that. But we took the kids uh, the kids sledding today for the first time, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, at, at the hill that we took them to, there was a lot of people there. But you know, we tried to socially distance ourselves. Were people like? Do people wear masks in like I that situation? I saw some people wearing masks. I saw a lot of people not wearing masks, and I was getting freaked out. Especially knowing that, like, I had to, like, you know, I, I, I took a COVID, neg- I took COVID test today as well, just because, you know, you never know with this, with this thing. Yeah. And I tested negative as well, so I'm just sitting there, I'm like, I have to take a test later. I don't want to be around all these people, like, freaking out over it. Did um, you happen to see? Uh, there was a picture posted online of a restaurant in Manhattan. Yeah, you posted that today on your Twitter. Oh, by the and I wanted to mention it in, in, when I introduced you, but we had to go to that Scorsese gimmick. Like, Brandon uses our tw- the Marking Out Twitter account, at Marking Out, to tweet to people about perfume commercials, ladies and gentlemen. Well, yeah, I'm just going to respond to somebody <laughs> if they're in the industry. Just I'll a respond random to person? It. No, she's in the industry. She does interviews. Oh. Okay. Also, uh... Let's go back to this picture. <laughs> Whatever you just say is regardless. Let's let's, let's get let's uh, get on board here. Yeah, what about it's picture? it's pretty stupid that you're in the middle of a nor'easter sitting outside in Manhattan, out to dinner with snow everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's real silly. You should cook yeah. at home like I've been doing. I yeah, made definitely. some banging short rib this week. I have. Uh, I've not been eating it's anything. Delicious. I mean, I've been really... craving food. What? I've been craving good food, but there hasn't been anything. Yeah. I've been, I made some banging, and I bought a cast iron skillet this week, too. Did you season it? No. No. So, okay, so listen to this. So, two things. Apparently, the one I'm getting is coming pre seasoned. Oh. I think you should still even pre season. I think they say to still. Uh, probably I'm gonna read the instructions because that's I think that's a turnoff for me with cast iron skills is I feel like there's a lot of work to them when apparently it's only a lot of work in the beginning and then you really have to just roughly clean it not well yeah I don't think it's I, I personally wouldn't I don't see a use for it for me but I don't think it's that difficult to maintain nah. um but anyway so Rachel was at the Christmas tree store the other day and she got me this like cast iron like Reese's cookie and a cast iron skin skillet type thing. So it gives you like this little skillet. It has to be about six inches. And then it gives you like the cookie recipe that you have to put in there too. And I reading it. I'm like, Don't you have this? I'm like, I hope this thing comes pre-seasoned and it gives you the instructions to take you like six hours to preheat <laughs> this little skillet <laughs> to freaking eat this delicious cookie. Well, I might just put it in like an aluminum container. Well, I mean, maybe it'll pay off in the end. I hope so. Cause I think I'm going to season it tomorrow. It was five dollars. Five dollars, six yeah. hours. Mm. Five, yeah, that's that's a. Not you go to uh, you go to the restaurant BJ's and get a pizzuki. What's a pizzuki? It's a skillet cookie. Ah, why is it called a pizzuki? I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, that... I guess because maybe it's like a pizza cookie, perhaps. Interesting. We did have hot cocoa bombs. You see, you see those things. Those I have. I own one of them. I have not used it. I'm not a big fan of hot chocolate, hot cocoa. But uh, there is a snowman that opens up into a hot chocolate gimmick, and I, yeah. I'm, I'll eventually use it. But yeah, we've had a couple of those in the house this week as well. 
Yeah, but I, so like if you let's let's say let's say it's, it's a warm winter's night, Brandon, and you're nestled up by your fire, about to bash somebody on Twitter about something. What kind of like hot beverage are you drinking? Nothing. I don't, I'm not drinking a hot beverage. I'd much rather prefer a, a tea. Uh, or? Nah, I'd much rather prefer a nice hot slice of pizza <laughs> with a diet coke. Me and me and my daughter got a pizza the other day for lunch. A whole pizza, and I ate like half of it. I have no shame. Was it good? Oh, it was delicious. It was I remember shot, as a kid, Tony's in East Meadow. I remember being uh, on a field trip as a kid, and I could swear in my memory, I swear to God, I ate like eight slices of pizza. But yeah. when I think about that field trip, part of me thinks maybe it was actually cut into sixteenths. It probably was, but I don't remember. And I really remember just packing away the slices. Me and a, and a friend of mine, we finished probably uh two pies or or one okay. full pie i don't know <laughs> but sick yeah and and but, actually yeah, before i was gonna say before when you mentioned brandon uses our twitter to do this i thought you were gonna talk about my dream that i had <laughs> oh i didn't even do that i i, had... I dreamt li- literally last night that i was randomly in the same place as the undertaker and i okay. i Said to him, I was like, listen, man, I got to say that marking out, I do a pro wrestling podcast. It's called marking out. We have our 10 year anniversary coming up in January. Uh, Is there any way you would be a guest on our show? And he's like thinking it over and it looked like he wanted to like, it looked like he was thinking of ways to say no. And I'm like, it's cool. You don't have to do it. Obviously, you're Undertaker. We're nothing. <laughs> and uh, and then randomly Stone Cold Steve Austin appears. And Undertaker explains to him what I had just said, that it's our 10-year anniversary coming up. I do a pro wrestling podcast. And he goes, so Steve, do you think I should do it? And Steve goes, do I think you should do it? No, I don't think you should do it. <laughs> and then Undertaker and him, uh, Undertaker apologizes. And then both of them just left. <laughs> But it was cool because I, I got to re-meet Stone Cold Steve Austin and uh, meet The Undertaker. <laughs> I, I had a wrestling dream recently, and I, I, I forgot it. I don't know. Oh, that was uh, a great, great dream. Uh, no, it was it, it was a very like, vivid dream. I, I rem- But anyway, regardless, use that coupon code, manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping. Um, let's get on to some pro wrestling talk. Because last week, the pro wrestling world was shook upside down. Um, and it, you can kind of say it bled into final resolution TNA this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, neither of us did watch it. Uh, however, big title change as Manic, who is blatantly TJP underneath <laughs> the mask, uh, defeated Rohit Raju. But again, this goes to the storyline where you know no one named TJP could beat Rohit Raju again for the exhibition title, and no one named Ro- TJP did. So. Right. Bring back the, uh, what did you say, the PG version of uh, Suicide? Yeah, and I, I, like, we completely forgot about that era of yeah. Suicide. There was a point where Suicide uh, was still named, I think he was, he was still named Suicide. He had the same outfit, just instead of the chest saying Suicide, it was just the logo. Yeah. And then I think it was Manic. I'm not positive if that was the, 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 the rights, the order of evolution of him i missed that era of impact tna whatever you want to call it when it was based off of a video game oh no i remember the video game i know i don't remember i never played the video game yeah it got decent reviews i think yeah absolutely not as good as no mercy though 
And now that I have this new computer, now let's do this. Let's get the streaming going. Let's play. Let's play. I gotta figure out a way that like I can get you. Maybe I have to talk to Eric or somebody that knows how to do Twitch streaming. Um. Anyway, that. But we last week on Impact, yeah, you had Kenny Omega on there, and he was also on the pay per view as he had a little sit down on his busky with Carl Anderson. Which I thought was good, bringing back their old days, saying they wanted to see the, the machine gun out there. And uh, Carl Anderson went out there, was the machine gun, and uh, defeated Ethan Page. So now the North uh, will not be able to earn a future Impact World Tag Team Championship match. Uh, you saw the divide between, the, you know, them teasing the North splitting up too. So Yeah, Kenny Omega being a uh, Rick Root of the evening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's right, because you, you watched Triple Media. Yeah. I did, yeah. and he was in the main event of that with uh, Michael Nakazawa in his corner for some reason, <laughs> defeating Laredo Kid, uh, who had El Hijo del Vikingo in his corner to retain the the Mega Championship. Yeah, crazy. Um, but it was just, I mean, this match in particular last week. When Kenny cut his promo saying that he didn't, he never like called AEW management or whatever to get his friends jobs. It like instantly clicked when he's when when I saw Michael Nakazawa there, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait a minute, Michael Nakazawa and Rio." Yeah, they're both Kenny Omega's friends. But uh, it was a cool match. the The end of it, I I don't think I've ever seen Kenny Omega hit a one winged angel from the middle rope. From the second, yeah. I saw the gif. I was like, wow. But he wasn't even the only person doing Rick Rude stuff that night because you also had uh, Leo Rush. Not that he was with Impact. He was with New Japan doing stuff and AAA. Yeah. He was playing Spider-Man. Really? That was him? Yeah, it was... uh, I'm not even going to attempt to say the names in Spanish, but Brian Cage was the uh, Thanos... Teaming oh, up cool. with uh, the the Venom, who, who was Taurus, um, to go up against Leo Rush, who played Spider-Man, and Daga, who was Captain America. That's based cool. off of the Marvel Lucha Pops. And I, yeah, that's right. They're doing. They're, they're going to go hard on this. I think. Yeah. Cool. I I, I don't know if we're going to see that again. I might have just been a one-off, though. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. But it was a cool uh, but... event because we saw the Lucha Bros wrestle. Yeah. And they also retained the titles. I was like, I thought for sure Kenny was going to lose the title. I thought for sure Lucha Bros were going to lose the titles. Nah, and they're just going to take them everywhere. Yeah. But uh, your main event of Final Resolution was uh, Rich Spawn successfully defeating Chris Bay. And what I've been seeing a lot online is like maybe uh, a late contender for match of the year between this. Um, so I definitely want to go back now and t- check this match, see if it lived up to the hype. Do they because still I'm, have those free uh, preview months? Yeah, I'll just have to find, figure out. Can you make one underneath the market out uh, email? I, I would assume, like, we probably. <laughs> Get on that, Brandon. Uh, but, yeah, so I want to definitely go back and, uh, and watch that. So that was Final Resolution. Unfortunately, we did not watch it. But, you know, we always like to keep impact in our mind. But And it uh, looks like they're going to be off to a huge huge 2021 with their involvement with AEW maybe um maybe impact wrestling did kick off though with Tennille with Caleb versus uh, Alicia Edwards and uh Tennille picks up the victory yeah Alicia took Caleb out 
And uh, she was aiming for Tennille, but Caleb, she got pushed, <laughs> Caleb got pushed in the way, so uh, she took uh, Emma, or uh, Tennille Dashwood, jeez, I haven't seen Emma in a long yeah. time, took advantage of that. Uh, afterwards, Sammy Callahan's music played, and Eddie Edwards was ready for a fight, but it was a video message that played, and he challenged Eddie Edwards to a match in a few weeks, which I'm sure will actually take place. Yeah, it will. I th- yeah, because I think they taped everything up until January 7th. Yeah, which has me wondering when, like, when they taped all this. Because Kenny, I don't know if the Kenny stuff was shot separately. Maybe they had these guys like Carl Anderson and, like, all the backstage stuff. Maybe they did it. Maybe they kept them a day later and said, hey, listen, we got to film all this other stuff. That no, Apparently, Tommy Dreamer, he was on Busted Open. He goes, I knew nothing of this. Hmm. He goes, I'm a producer. He goes, I knew nothing of this until I saw it. So it's interesting. Um, but we saw a backstage interview with the Motor City Machine Guns. They went over uh, how they defeated Triple XL. They defeated the North. Then they focused their attention to the Good Brothers. And we see Kenny Omega, Don Callis, and Carl Anderson on that bus. And Kenny's like, you should go take care of Chris Saban for talking like that. Yeah. Anderson runs into Rich Swan, who stops him. Motor City machine guns show up. Nothing happens just then. We'll put a just pin in that. that. Yeah, let's put that pin. Nice. After that, we saw Moose and Willie Mack. Uh, Continuing this promo, uh, this feud that they have going, it's going to be an I Quit match at Genesis yeah. on January 9th. Yeah, and then so, uh, cool. Mack came out. Ran into the ring. They were separated. Moose ends up taking out security. Broke kayfabe there. Yeah. And called out the indie workers who were trying to get work by being security guards. <laughs> Bit strange, but okay. Yeah. We saw Rohit Raju backstage and Chris Bay approached him about unmasking Manic to reveal that it's TJP so that he can get his championship back. So uh, that eventually led into uh, Chris Bay uh-huh. picking up the victory over Manic, be a disqualification. Yeah, because Rohit Raju was just like furious. He got into the ring to unmask Manic. He gets caught. Chris Bay kind of yelled at him, and Rohit decks him to cause a disqualification. And I'm pretty sure it seemed like Chris Bay and Rohit Raju had this as like a setup. Yeah, so Chris Bay would get the like victory. Yeah. So uh, also we up- had a uh, another AEW Tony Khan Tony Schiavone commercial. I like where this. Tony Khan I and I Tony Schiavone as well are playing heels. Yeah, and you could just tell that like Tony Khan, she's like trying to be serious. He's like, yeah, okay, uh huh. He's trying to be like happy about this whole thing, but in in reality, he's pissed. He's so mad. <laughs> So I just, uh, I mean, you know, my feelings on that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It, it uh, comes across almost as if like a Dixie Carter joined in the cast. <laughs> no, nothing is as bad as Dixie Carter. Uh, no, I think, I think Dixie Carter would be a step above Tony Khan joining the cast. <laughs> no, but okay. we had an Eric young vignette where he was These with were awesome. Co- yeah. He was with Cody Diener who was chained to the table, like a police show. It was aired throughout the whole night, uh, evolutions of these promos. 
Yeah. And it seemed, not seemed, it was pretty definite that Eric Young was brainwashing Cody Diener. He was baptizing him. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping now the next time we see Cody Diener, he's got no hair. That's what it seems like might happen. I, I'm, I'm about it. You know, it's very wrestling, but, you know. Um, we saw next- Ethan Page apologize to Josh Alexander backstage for losing at final resolution. Uh, Josh Alexander yelled at Ethan Page and said that he absolutely needs help. And then Brian Myers came in after Ethan Page left. And question whether it was time for Alexander to move on from Ethan Page and maybe form a tag team with him. But that's so strange to me because they've been hyping up Brian as this great singles wrestler. And then they're just like, okay, yeah, you're going to be a tag guy. Now you're going to tease this tag. And they hyped him up as a great tag guy. Yeah. And I tweeted out a great name for both of them. I don't think uh, it got the, the... the likes that it deserved. It was, uh, I was like, so if Brian teams up with Josh Alexander, would they be called the Northeast? That's really like a cheesy. Well, cause I mean, he comes from the North and he comes from the East. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. I understand. After um, that, but... we saw Callis Omega and Carl Anderson on the bus again. Omega just trashing rich Swan. And Callis tried to work. Uh, Carl Anderson up to uh, over the the Chris Saban situation, and uh, I don't understand why he's letting somebody who might would you say Kenny Omega is under Carl Anderson, or maybe no. at this point it's flipped. No, it's flipped. Kenny Omega is the AEW World Champion. Yeah, but you think back to the Bullet Club. Yeah. He no. was his leader. Kenny was never the leader. No, no, I'm saying it was Carl Anderson who was his leader. No, Carl Anderson was never a leader of the Bull Club. What do you mean he wasn't? Yes, no, he was. It, w- it was Balor, no, it, Anderson. Balor. Anderson. No, it was AJ. Balor, AJ. Uh, why because do after I... Balor left, AJ, AJ came in almost immediately. I'm pretty sure Carl Anderson was a leader. But no, because no, it, and then it was Fale, because we all know that Fale is the underboss. No, I don't so, think Fale was ever a leader. Fale Anderson was never the leader of the book. I'm going to look it up on Wikipedia right now. Yeah, the, the, and you know, you could write in anything to Wikipedia. Prince Devitt, Carl Anderson, AJ Styles, Kenny Omega. I don't believe it. Then Kenny. comes Evil, then comes Jay White. Okay, let's continue on with Impact. However, because um, I'm a, I'm a fan of the, uh, what happened in this next match as Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles pick up the victory over Rosemary uh, and Ty Valkyrie. Yeah, last Michael's, week. Uh, tournament action. Last week I said that I'm pretty sure it would be Ty and Rosemary to be taking those tag team titles, and I'm happy that Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan were the actual team to win. They're really good in the ring, but they haven't found anything for them. I mean, Kira Hogan had that thing, the whole thing with Rosemary and stuff like that. But like for Tasha Steeles now too, put the give them like an identity within Impact. Yeah, you know, um, Diana Perazzo and Kimberly showed up to to pull Rosemary off of the apron, attacked her behind the referee's back for like two minutes, completely oblivious, and uh, they were able to pick up the victory through that. Yeah. Next match, I was really hyped about this. Josh Alexander versus Brian Myers. I didn't think it was happening. And then all of a sudden, I, see, I was just like, yo. I'm like, this is going to be a match right here. 
it wasn't the longest match in the world. As like you saw Ethan Page like come out and then he like failed and Brian Myers, you know, throws him into the steel ring post. And then out of nowhere, the karate man shows up. <laughs> well, Which it hasn't been on impact, right? That's not ever. that. Okay. So that's not something you would know unless you've seen other things. Yeah. I think absolutely. they did a bad job at explaining that. So it's like, oh, it's the karate man. But, like, I'm assuming, like, you know, they probably hyped Talking Shop Mania and saw him on Talking Shop Mania. So. But, yeah, he attacked Brian Myers and that pissed Josh Alexander off. So it seems right now the rumors are is that Ethan Page is actually finished with Impact. So. Yeah, I heard I heard other rumors he might be on his way to, to New York. Hmm. I don't know. We'll and see. I don't even know. We don't even know, by the way if next week and the week after are going to have wrestling on their shows. Yeah. Cause the next two weeks are going to be the holiday specials. Yeah. I think it's just best ofs. Okay. So it might not even, we might not have impact to talk about for the rest of the year. Well, then we could talk about how we could talk about how much we've enjoyed impact since Slammiversary. Yeah. But after that, we saw AC Romero approach Tommy dreamer backstage to say that Larry D is definitely innocent. He's been set up. Dreamer told him to prove his innocence, and he agreed. So we're going to see it. something something more with that. Uh, at final resolution, Tommy Dreamer defeated Larry D in that match, so he went off to jail. Yeah. Yep. And then your main event, Carl Anderson versus Chris Sabin. You know, this is step two now in uh, the Motor City Machine Guns plot to get back to the tag team titles. Um, but Carl Anderson gets the victory with rolling him up and uh, grabbing a big old bunch of tights. Yeah. Uh, so, Rich Swan but- came out to talk to Carl Anderson while they walked backstage. Anderson attacks Rich Swan. Motor City Machine Guns jump in. Doc Gallows makes his return. And uh, then Kenny, no pun intended here, cleaned house. <laughs> there's a pun there's a huge pun there and uh don Callis comes uses his uh powers as impact evp and s- sets up a match at hard to kill january 16th it's gonna be the bullet club reuniting yeah kenny for omega the first time the in brothers. five years kenny omega and the good brothers facing off against rich swan and the motor city bc guns that's your main event and that sells a pay-per-view right there that's exactly what that does that this is going to be the biggest buy rates of because you know I, you know, what? I don't know. To... I don't know what? if that's going to be a thing. I don't know. Because what? last week, obviously, there were a way more, way more people watching Impact. Yeah. This week, it fell off hard. And uh, I'm not not happy about that, but I'm happy that there were less people in the chat, in the Twitch chat, even though they were still doing the whole the the Impact sucks and AEW's better. It's like, brother, you're getting AEW product on your TV right now. Yeah, for show, for show. Which, uh, by the way, not to skip ahead, but uh, AEW fans were doing that in the uh, the ratings thread today. You, all you guys, are losers, man. It's like <laughs> not, nobody has any stake in the company. Why care about the ratings? They were like AEW because purposely to... put on a really bad show so they could prove that NXT still sucks. And it's like you're putting down the product you watch to put down another company. They have nothing to do with each other. You have nothing to do with either company. Buy your t-shirts, buy your hats, your 8x10s. Watch what you watch and enjoy it. Brandon, you bash 
No, I don't bash. I give my opinion. That's how he covers it up, folks. And let's talk about AEW Dynamite because you started off with a awesome, awesome, awesome trios match. As unfortunately, uh, Matt Hardy and Private Party pick up the victory over Johnson over Alex Reynolds and Hangman Page. Why, unfortunately? Because I want to see the Dark Order win. <laughs> because, because the entrance with uh, Adam Page and Johnny and Alex were was hilarious. I thought was that was incredible. so funny. But maybe Hardy Party uh, is going to be falling apart soon because the end of the match, Matt Hardy tagged himself in so he could win. Yeah. So I guess he's somewhat of a heel now. Yeah, I guess so. I guess he's turning Matt Hardy a heel in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty one. Whatever. Uh, next up, you got a backstage segment with the Inner Circle. MJF is, uh, has a shoot award for the New York Times Best Performance for the Dinner Debonair. A little back and forth with uh, Jericho and MJF. Did um, you by any chance see all the stuff that came out from the, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast Holiday I Toy Drive? The yeah, I the, the What MJF, like, I would be so disappointed if I was meeting MJF and he was doing that. I would have walked right <laughs> But by it's him. still really funny. I think he would have took it more offense if somebody was like, "Oh yeah, here's the you know here's the Dark Order, here's the Major Brothers." Oh, here's MJF. Let me just keep walking. <laughs> and then you go over to Taz. Taz. Yeah. And, and I loved how Taz the whole time he's signing autographs. Taz is like taking videos of him. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I like the um, uh, Ryder's parents. I don't like oh, him. <laughs> he's a he's a uh, yeah he's a Richard. Yeah. I that was the best line of the the, all, the whole forty seven minute video. <laughs> But bravo to those guys, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it grows. Yeah, it grows every year. I meant to – I wanted to go last year, but I was in Florida for this football tournament. I wanted to go this year, but I was working that same football tournament remotely. Um, so I definitely want to get there for it. I, mean, I can't believe that the one person who won the, the championship. $11,000. Like that's insane amount of money that they just like gave away $11,000 worth of figures. and it's It's nuts. That's awesome for that guy. Yeah, bravo to him. Um, but before the next match, we had, which I thought was that maybe it was going to be, oh, cool, happy holidays from the Rhodes. The Rhodes is, the Rhodes is, is, is. nope. It, it was the uh, pregnancy announcement of all pregnancy announces as Brandy Rhodes announced that she is with child. Um, and the Rhodeses are expecting their first kid. So congratulations to them. Yeah, there goes uh, being, there uh, goes uh, all the the shack stuff, I guess. Yeah, I guess all that's thrown <laughs> out the window now. But I, maybe they found out, and maybe maybe they found out she was pregnant like recently, and yeah. that's why they put her hand in the sling and stuff like that. So, um, but then the next up match up, you saw Cody Rhodes pick up the victory over Angelico. Uh, hell of a match here. I liked uh, before we talked about the match during commentary. Uh, Jim Ross was talking to Tony Schiavone, and he goes, "You know, uh, Tony, if you do a little bit to your hair, it could look like Angelico's." <laughs> I thought that was so funny. But this was a uh, slower paced match than we would normally see from Angelico. But they really hyped him up to be like the, the this coming submission specialist, and he showed it in this match too. Yeah, it was uh, so- it was a good match. It was freaking awesome. Afterwards, was... we see uh, Team Taz come out to yell at Cody uh, about Darby Allen as well. And Taz was like, we're going to go to the ring. We're going to kick your ass. And then Sting came out and did absolutely nothing. Put in a baseball bat. Team Taz held back Hobbs uh, from, from going after Sting. I don't know why they would have done that. Why not? 
Well, because give the rub to Hobbs. I said no, no, this. no, no. I don't know why Team Taz would have held Hobbs back. Like, let him kill Sting. Like, who yeah. cares? Like, if you're Team Taz, you're you should be destroying everybody. Yeah, no, I so understand. So they held him back. Sting came out, walked back. That was it. They used the snow machine again. That's going to be, I guess, his entrance from now on. I can't wait till it's like a hundred. Well, by hopefully by then, it it they'll be back on the road. Um, but imagine like them in like the hundred degree Florida weather. They're trying to do the, the, the snow machine. It just turns to water. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it would rain. I think it would still do the snow gimmick. Okay. Not that it's actual snow where uh, Disney does it, but Disney has they they use a snow machine. Yeah, true. But again, it's not like actual liquid. This is, I think, actual liquid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Stinger shows his face again. Next up, you have uh, hardest working man in AEW, Alex Marvez, backstage with Miro. Miro was fined $75,000 for attacking three people, and he says it's all Orange Cassidy's fault. Yeah, and he's like, so I'm, what do you say? Something about waiting for Orange Cassidy to pay him back? Yeah. But he said next week they'll have a huge uh, wedding date announcement for... for uh, Kip Sabian and, and Penelope Ford for their right. wedding, which I the the last impact of the year is December thirtieth. Yeah, part of me wants to say that what was December thirtieth last year? Let's let me just go to that. December thirtieth last year was a Monday Night Raw. I think that was the same date <laughs> of the Lashley Lana wedding. Oh my, no, stop. It would be kind of ironic where he ends year 2019 at a wedding and he ends year 2020 at a wedding. Oh, Jesus. Um, but next up after this is you have Eddie Kingston comes out with a live microphone, talks about his enemies. Yeah, it comes a promo on God. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Eddie Kingston's enemies are Pat Pack and God. That's it. And then Lance Archer comes out. And, uh, you know, he springs to the, the ring, tries to beat up Eddie Kingston. The Butcher and the Blade come out. Then you have Ray Phoenix and Penta El Miedo join the melee. And then Pac comes in, joins the ring, and, you know, kind of has a standoff with Lance Archer. But they're both against Eddie Kingston. So who's going to get, you know, who's going to be the last person to beat up Eddie Kingston? Uh, and everybody retreats. And you have the uh, not-so-heelish heels, uh, you know, stand tall. I don't know where this is going to lead to, though, because why did, like, why did they need four people to take out the family? Because both Lance Archer and Pac, 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 whatever, Pac, have a beef with Eddie Kingston. But like, will will they get another member? Will the family get another Ooh. member to face off against them? That would be interesting. Another maybe maybe a, a smaller guy to kind of work uh, lucha style. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, after that, we saw Dustin Rhodes interviewed about Dark Order. And he just reassured everyone that Dark Order will fall and then challenged Evil Uno to a match next week. Yeah. So, cool. That, that's going to be a great match. I'm pumped about that. Next up, it was supposed to be 14-man action. Uh, apparently, Wardlow was having uh, some family issues and couldn't be a Dynamite this week. So, whatever's going on with Wardlow's family, we wish him the best. Um, so, they changed to a 12-man action. As you have... The Inner Circle uh, defeating Best Friends, Top Flight, and the Varsity Blondes. Brian Pillman, not that blonde. (laughs) I was wondering where Cutler was. Yeah, that's that's what happened. So they took Cutler out of the match. 
Yeah, so Hager hit the F10, and MJF made him tag out so he could win. Yeah, so it is. But they all... also, the, F, the F10's Wardlow's move. Yeah, and then they all continued to brawl afterwards. Top Flight hit Jericho and MJF with drop kicks, and then they challenged them later on to uh, a match. I don't know if it's next week or in two weeks, but that match will be taking place. Yeah. Yeah. We saw Thunder Rosa being interviewed backstage. She gets attacked by Britt Baker, who told Thunder Rosa that she does not belong there. She's not officially part of the AEW roster. She's still, I guess, part of the NWA roster. Yeah. So. Who else are they going to work with? Yeah. Maybe in 2021, we'll see some knockouts joining Dynamite. What, what knockouts specifically do you want to see join Dynamite? Well, I mean, Tennille would be great. Yeah. Um, I mean, any of them, really. I want to see Ty Valkyrie. Yeah, but who do you want to see her work with? Hmm. That's good. I would like to see her work Britt Baker. Uh, but I would love to see, and I think I might have said this last week, Ty Valkyrie versus Chris Statlander whenever she comes back. Oh, yeah, back. yeah. Yeah, I did say that. Uh, next up, the Acclaimed get a huge victory. Over Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. Uh, they announced that next week is going to be the Bucks versus uh, the Acclaimed. Huge. Great spot to put these gentlemen in. Yeah. And also, who knew that Kazarian could rap? Well, he's a uh, a metal guy. He, like, plays, I think he plays bass. Oh, yeah, that's true. In, like, metal bands. So, you know, he's got some, some riffage in there of him. Yeah, he countered Max's rap with his own. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's what they... The acclaim challenged the Bucks, and it got. And I, I can't even begin to say how much I hope they win next week. I don't think that's going to happen. It's not going to happen. By the Definitely way, not going to happen. Did you see the, did you see the Bucks' new action figure? It looks terrible. The, that the whole series is uh, is not not great. I mean, the Orange Cassidy figure. Yeah, Cassidy's sold good. Out already. Darby Allen Cassidy's is amazing. is somewhat good, but the others don't look great at all. I tweeted yeah, out a re- thing where Matt Jackson, I think, looks like Pete Davidson. Yeah, from I saw SNL. I saw that tweet. Is there any way we could work that into picture of the week? I, I don't know. Perhaps. <laughs> you have to think of think of something. But anyway, after this, you had women's tag team action, which was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Big Swall and Serena D picked up the victory over Evilise and Diamante. For me, I wanted more out of this match, and I think the ending was a bit goofed. But then, like, the bigger thing was Vicky Guerrero and Nia Rose coming out and assaulting, uh, you know, Sarita Deeb and Big Swall. Then Big, and then Red Velvet runs out with a chair. Yeah, so, so and, and Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero were there with the Brandy Rhodes attack with Jade Cargill. There was no mention of Jade Cargill. There was no mention of Shaquille O'Neal. There was no mention of Brandy. So... I well, there, think, I think that that's whole. That's yeah, combined. that's yeah, scrap for again. obvious reasons. Brandy's in another scrap storyline, I guess. Which I, I obviously can't falter. <laughs> like, yeah, no, there's, this is this is bigger than wrestling. After this that, we saw FTR yell about the tag team division and not being included on one of the shows over uh, Jurassic Express. So they're going to be facing Jurassic Express, I believe, cool. next week. I believe so. Who, by the way, I think instead of the Young Bucks in Series 3, it should have been Jurassic Express. Oh, wait till that Luchasaurus fig. 
It should have been Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. They could have done a build a figure with Marco Stunt. That would have been sick. Have him come in two parts. I don't think parts. they're up to that yet, though. <laughs> no, I don't think AEW's up to that at all. But then who's, what's Series 4? I heard, I've heard rumors of Series 4. Series 4 better, not that I collect figures, but it better be Hikaru Shida. Yeah. I don't know how they have Rio in there. I understand she was the champion and whatnot, but how she she has a uh, a chase figure is beyond me. I don't know, but Padauer teased a Hikaru Shida figure months ago, and we have yet to see it, so I'm just waiting to see it. I hope it looks good, a lot better than a, how Rio bu- looks. I need a Butcher action figure. Butcher the Blade better be the tag team for the next series. That's like, I don't even understand. Like, I don't, I really don't get why. I mean. But like, you got to get Janela in there. Yeah, that, and that's who I want. Like, I'll be buying people who I, like, knew personally. Yeah. So. Yeah. But but the main event of the evening was Kenny Omega defeating Joey Janela in a no DQ eliminator match to retain the AEW Championship. I almost said the AAA Mega Championship for some reason. I defended that this week too. Yeah, well we discussed that one. Yeah. Kenny Omega officially, I guess you could say, is a heel now. He came out of the heel tunnel. Yeah, with his the, the, his cleaners. They came out of the face tunnel, but. Uh, <laughs> Don Callis tried to uh, get on commentary for this and Tony told him to take a hike and then Callis took it upon himself to call the match from ringside anyway and how annoyed microphone. were you by this how annoyed was I yes by Don Callis yeah doing play by play not at all not at all but, I love okay. that yeah, I also he... liked Kenny Omega calling the match while he was wrestling <laughs> Kenny controlled most of the match, but we did see Joey Janela put Kenny through a table with the leg drop to the outside from the top rope. Yep. I just didn't understand this match. I think they were setting it up because this was supposed to happen in the Eliminator tournament, but it didn't happen. I wonder, like, so on Twitter, Tony Khan mentioned something happening at an airport, an incident. Okay. We're going to air the footage or whatever. And I don't think they ever aired footage of any like airport incident. And it was two two uh, wrestlers who got into it at the airport. They, I'm going to make a match. I think that's how it went down. We uh, never okay. knew who it was or what they did. But I was wondering if maybe it was Kenny Omega and Joey Janela. But there wasn't any explanation of that whatsoever. Okay, so I don't yep. think maybe it wasn't them. But I don't know what's taking... I don't know if that's ever even going to happen. If we're going to get an explanation for that tweet, I have no idea. True. True. But I thought it was a great match. And then afterwards, Pac comes out, which I loved. I want to see a Pac-Kenny Omega match. Well, first, uh, we're not going to see that because he announced that Phoenix won the number one contender tournament and never got the match. So he's going to have to face Kenny Omega. What a what another sick main event for next or week. Kenny Omega will be having to face him. It's in two weeks. Oh, oh, that's right, because I don't think they're doing anything special next week. Well, Chris Jericho's on commentary next week. Oh yeah, no, next they, week is the Bucks game. It's it's the first it's like the second day of the NBA. Yeah, the so Young it, Bucks it, will be odd. facing the Boston Celtics by themselves, and hopefully the game gets canceled so AEW goes on at a normal time. Uh that's right. We're going to have yeah. to uh, set our DVRs for extra time. Some extra Thanks. innings to make a sports reference during a basketball game. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, and then and then it's like the New Year's uh, thing afterwards. New Year's, New Year's dash. dash. No, yeah. New Year's smash. New Year's dash is New Japan. Oh, that's right. Okay, so, yeah, New Year's <laughs> smash is night one is the thirtieth. So, so, and that's that's a. I don't think it was a bad episode. Why don't I? I think last week I think was a lot better. I think this week was not the greatest, especially where Impact. Ended so hot with like the breaking news Bullet Club will be reforming. Like that yeah. version of Bullet Club will be reforming for our event versus no mention whatsoever of them on, okay. on AEW. Okay. I mean, I, I, I see it, but also too, you're getting to the end of the year. You, you know, now now you're going to have basketball come back. You're going to start seeing ratings and stuff like that spike down a little bit more. And maybe they're just holding their wad until 2021. I don't know. Like well, a... not, I don't I don't think that's that's a thing they would do. I mean, Tony said every week is going to be bigger and bigger. OK, so then maybe next week something else happens. Maybe they yeah, set up Miro, next, something next, next week. What? Miro announces that uh, Sabian's wedding is on uh, the same date that Lana's wedding was. Oh my god! They, can you see that happening? That has to be a thing, right? Maybe I don't know. it's not. I don't know, but I, I could certainly but... see that happening. But that was AEW Dynamite, um, and that was professional wrestling for this week. So uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and Brandon and maybe Dave will come back for the rest of uh, the sports entertainment talk of the show. But give us a couple minutes here, and uh, we're gonna have some words from our friends at Manscaped. Support for Marking Out comes from Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. I've used so many store-bought buzzers before, and they never do the trick. Every single time, my chestnuts get uh, you know nicked and cut up, and it's not fun at all, especially during the holiday season. That's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. And that's why I got two of them. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant under your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I'm thankful for the Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, sticking. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself 
your dad, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS, that's three. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Ho, 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 ho manscaped.com use the coupon code regardless save 20 percent off and free shipping um maybe you know a lot of companies now are saying oh yeah your uh you know your packages your, your package <laughs> isn't gonna get there until uh you know after christmas so let's look about new year's here what's your new year's resolution to keep uh down, downstairs nice and fresh you could start that with manscaped Manscaped.com. Use the coupon code regardless. Get 20% off free shipping. Get yourself that lawnmower 3.0. Get yourself that weed whacker, ear, nose, hair trimmer. Get the ball deodorant. Get some ball wipes. Start off 2021 right with Manscaped. And now let's uh, hear from Brandon and Dave on the world of sports entertainment. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I am me, not even going to cut that. <laughs> it is me, it is me, it is D-A-P-E. Oh my god, I thought that was so funny. But how how has your week been, Dave? <laughs> Sometimes it takes me a little bit longer than others to think about what else to follow up everything with. Oh my goodness, yeah, but how has your week been? <laughs> <laughs> my week was good, you know, we had a little bit of snow I uh, tweaked my back a little bit, but that's because I'm an idiot, you know, lifting and twisting. Mm. You know you're not supposed to, you know. It's just so inevitable at times. Um, but that's sn- uh, the shuffling of the snow and everything. But, hey, besides that, it's been a good week. Today is uh, not only my dad's birthday, but it's also Stone Cold Steve Austin's birthday. And... RVD. Um, well, also somebody who's kind of been on the show. Yeah, Trish Stratus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stone Cold, RVD, Trish Stratus, and, and my dad. So yeah. always a cool day. Always a cool day. Um, yeah, but everything is going great in uh, in the life of Dave. Yeah, so, uh... so... Yeah, but let's get on to what everybody tunes in for. Some of that WWE product. Some of that sports entertainment, some of that Monday Night Nitro. And uh, it opened up with a segment that I figured everyone was going to be like, this sucks. It was a dirt sheet segment with The Miz reading The Nightmare Before TLC. He brings out AJ Styles by snapping and a spotlight goes on to him. And then AJ Styles like did his own snap with the uh, uh, the the spotlight going onto Omos and Miz like that's not how it works and snapped the the spotlight away. I thought this was a fun segment. I gotta agree with you. I thought that this was a lot of fun. It was entertaining. John and... Morrison dressed as Drew McIntyre was seriously straight out of two thousand nine, including the Braveheart face and everything. I. 
I don't know. I I know I saw a lot of people trashing this segment, but it, really? I just I Why? couldn't. I don't know. I well, no, I do know because it was <laughs> not a great segment, but I still enjoyed. I still enjoyed it. I liked this segment. Miz I, spoke I, about I, cashing in on AJ Styles after AJ defeats Drew McIntyre at TLC, and that was a funny little segue to bringing attention to the two of them. Yeah, and then AJ Styles got pissed. Um, but Sheamus came out, basically led into his match with AJ Styles. AJ Styles picks up the victory over Sheamus. Um, I, not even in regards to the match itself. I am absolutely baffled because something, I, I don't know if it was Tom Phillips, one of the members of commentary said... That the reason why Sheamus and Drew McIntyre won't be fined for putting Pat Buck through the table last week was because Pat Buck shouldn't have been in, gotten involved. Well, I mean, a WWE official should not have tried to break up a backstage fight. Hey, you got you got to be what if you're gonna get in, if you're gonna get involved, you got to know. Expect the unexpected, but they're not going to be fined because he would he shouldn't have gotten involved. Yeah, I agree. You Come know, on. hey, times are rough. But I'm during too- the match, almost prevented AJ Styles from being power bombed onto the commentary table. Sheamus went for the white noise from the middle rope, but AJ Styles kicked his uh, his leg out that that it was been worked on the whole match. And then I, I, uh, picked up the victory. Yeah, something that I love about this match that I'm a, I'm just a fan of overall is Sheamus when he was doing the suplex toss, like the suplex th- uh, throwing move, you know, where he brings them up into a suplex and just tosses them. Yeah. It's very similar to what uh, Damian Priest does too. And I think that's such a cool suplex. Um, I thought that this was overall a really good match and it was entertaining. Sheamus tried to attack AJ Styles afterwards, but almost uh, stopped that from happening. And then AJ attacked Sheamus while he was tied up upside down in the ropes. And he beat on Sheamus with a uh, a chair. Yeah, he Ouch. walloped him. Um, entertaining segment, though. Next up, you had the Hurt Business pick up the victory over Jeff Hardy, the New Day, and Riddle was at ringside as well, based off of their... Uh, yeah. little segment beforehand. Before the match, Jeff Hardy gave the green light on the Hardy Bros. Which I still think maybe uh, Matt Cardona and Matt Hardy could be the Hardy Bros over in AEW. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny. I liked Xavier Woods playing Jeff Hardy's theme song during the match. Yeah. And also, uh, Kofi Kingston hitting that one-legged cave-in mm-hmm. to Shelton Benjamin. I thought that was really cool, but... Lashley wins this match with the hurt lock on Jeff Hardy, kind of expected. Yeah, I mean, you had Cedric Alexander getting a little assist, uh, knocking Jeff Hardy off of the top rope. But overall, it was cool. I mean, Jeff Hardy rocking the New Day colors. Yes. The face paint. Yeah. Match up next, we saw Lana defeat Nia Jax. Um, at one point, Nia Jax took Lana up to the middle rope for what I can only assume was going to be a uh, Samoan drop. Lana escaped, kicks Nia Jax's leg out, 
and uh, or not kicks her out. She does a double stomp. Yeah, and uh, pinned her. Yeah, it, it looked a little bit weird, but I guess it worked. And afterwards, you saw Shayna Baszler attack uh, Asuka, Asuka backstage, and then Nia Jax beat Lana down. Shayna Baszler stomped Lana's arm and leg, and then uh, Nia Jax leg dropped her leg. Asuka finally made the save, but uh, didn't really yeah, matter. Damage, yeah, the damage was done. Next up, you had an in-ring segment with Elias and uh, good old Gunner by his side. Yeah, Jackson Riker was reintroduced to the audience, who I guess is now a follower of Elias. I wasn't really sure what they were saying. I didn't know if he was like follower or just like uh, security. I don't know. I think it aspect. was more so they were making Riker out to be a follower and Elias be like a Jesus Christ or prophet-esque character. Mm -hmm. But R-Truth interrupted this segment to apologize for interrupting Elias on main event last week, which I think is funny. Uh, finally main event getting involved in storyline, <laughs> mm -hmm. but uh, which they made no mention of it when uh, retribution was on there, but whatever uh, the raw roster end up, running down ringside for R-Truth in the 24-7 championship, but they all end up brawling. Riker took a few of them out, and R-Truth ran off. Yeah, I like the fact that Riker uh, defended Elias. Elias didn't have to do anything, and Riker took them all out, and then just right away went ba right back into his stance right next to Elias. Yeah. Matchup next, next, we saw John Morrison and The Miz defeating Keith Lee. In a two-on-one handicap match, no tags necessary. The double pin helping them out. I I don't know. I don't know how to react to this. To me, like I, if I, I, I'm tuning in on the for the very first time watching that, I thought it was an absolutely pointless match and took all of Keith Lee's momentum away. I I totally agree with you. And I just couldn't help but have in the back of my mind. Everything that's been said that, like, Vince McMahon was saying about Keith Lee going back to training and stuff. And I couldn't help but think that this was so, was related to that. Which is, it's still, yeah. I mean, I guess at this point it's 100% confirmed. Otis spoke about it on, uh, uh, I don't know if it was with Ryan Satin or not, but. What did it, he say? It's not that they're being sent down or demoted or anything it's just with no live events or or tv tapings no live audience <clears throat> they would work out in the ring beforehand mm -hmm. without working out in the ring beforehand you have no time to do anything you just yeah. have the day you're you're supposed to work the match oh and you All just right, so have then... your match I mean, honestly, I think all wrestlers should be doing that anyways. You Sasha know, Banks think, flew to Japan. Yeah, I, I think that all wrestlers should be doing that just to stay on top of your game and everything. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you, she works out with Lince Dorado, Amazing Red. We've seen it put over multiple times. And I it's not, it's, I'm sure it's not just exclusive to, to Sasha Banks who goes out of her way to do more for herself. Oh yeah. I'm sure, like... 
And I think it's cool that I, from what I was seeing, uh, Drew uh, Gulak is one of the guys that was training them. Yeah. Or not not training, but I guess Working putting with them through them. the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, I really mean, we've cool. seen on on social media, Chad Gable works out with uh, Otis, so I don't know, maybe Gable could be there too, doing stuff. It's very possible. But I see, it's not a to me, it's not a demotion at all. It's nothing negative. You can mm-hmm. go to the the performance center; it's there specifically for something like that. Yeah, why why not use what you have? Um, especially like you said, especially right now during this entire time where they don't get to perform during every, uh, in front of everyone. We had but, Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse characters on Monday Night Raw. You liked this segment. I was not feeling this segment at <laughs> all. I thought it was like 2019 Joker where he was missing every single joke and a little bit of stoner humor. I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see stoner humor at all, except it, it for seemed the not not middle. stoner humor. I shouldn't say stoner humor. I should say Bray Wyatt seemed like he was super baked. <laughs> I definitely didn't see that at all. I saw it as Bray Wyatt, if anything, mocking uh, Randy Orton. I love the puppets at ringside, especially because it was a um, what? What did they say it was a field trip? Yeah. Um, so all of the puppets went on a field trip with Bray. Um, and then we I saw the Randy John- Orton appear on the screen and invite Bray Wyatt to play hide and seek. Yeah, I I liked the jokes about Orton and this hide and go seek aspect was fun. I mean, which I mean, we might as well just talk about now that yeah. throughout the whole night, Bray Wyatt was trying to find Randy Orton. I mean, he ended up in- encountering. Uh, um, what's his face? Uh, Riddle. Yeah, he, he encountered he, Riddle. Yeah, and which was funny notes. because Matt Riddle asked Ramblin' Rabbit to sign a carrot. I thought that was funny. And then uh, he even encountered uh, our truth at one point. Yeah, and then he walks into a dark room with a spotlight on a rocking chair that was actually rocking. I I I love seeing that. I I love bringing it back to those previous gimmicks. He sits down that in that chair, and, and Randy Orton jumped him from behind. And it makes you wonder, what? why do he sit in the chair? What drew him to that chair? Well, Is there still a connection? I mean, hello. His... What what yeah. wouldn't draw him to the chair? No, no, but there's still a connection to that entire swamp aspect of Bray Wyatt. I love that all of his gimmicks all intertwine with each other. He uh, ended up putting Bray Wyatt in the crate. Not sending him back down to OVW, but lighting it on fire. And through the flames, through the ashes, come the fiend it, out of the burning crate. Locked Orton with the mandible claw. Did not expect that ending at all. I did. So I did expect that. So right away, what went through my mind when this happened was that Undertaker in Orton spot. Uh, where Orton lit the crate on fire. Well, the casket on fire. Right. That went through my mind, but then I was just like, I I was watching it and I told my dad, I'm like, watch, Fiend is going to come out of this somehow. Fiend is going to come out of this. And then, long, be- long behold, he pops out of it, and I was just watching this, and I'm like, move away from the flames, move <laughs> away from the flames, because you see like how close he is to the flames and stuff, and it's unpredictable, but I was a fan of this. I love this. 
But next yeah, up, I liked we, all the backstage yeah. interactions in this segment. I like that. Yeah, for sure. Next up, you had Mace pick up the victory over Ricochet. And the real thing to take away is that is Ali wants uh, Ricochet to join them. Yeah. Um, that's the main takeaway from that. Yeah, and he said that it ends when he joins them. So, yeah, I guess Ali's. See... I mean, Ali's going to continue to have Ricochet get beat down by Retribution until he finally caves in. Is he going to come in as like Poom A? Yeah, maybe. Next up, we uh, saw Dana Brooke. I almost said Dana Baszler. <laughs> <laughs> Dana Brooke defeated Shayna Baszler via disqualification. Nia Jax pushed her off the rope. And uh, they both attacked her after the after the DQ. The DQ. My goodness. <laughs> the, the thing that I thought was interesting with this is uh, Baszler wasn't angry at uh, Nia Jax for the loss. No. You know, I, and I kind of like it that they were in tune with that where they just both went on the attack with it. And then uh, Mandy Rose made her return with a kendo stick to try to take them out. Baszler took the kendo stick. Asuka made this save, and we learned that Lana is actually out of the match at TLC. So I think WWE.com kind of teased it as uh, either Dana, Dana Brooke or Mandy Rose replacing Lana in that match. Which I am totally fine with. I am, I am... My fingers are so crossed that it's not Charlotte. Hmm. They're teasing us with a who will it be, and it's like, please be Kyrie, even though it definitely won't be Kyrie. <laughs> please be Kyrie. <laughs> um, maybe maybe it's going to be, uh, what's her face, um, Blanchard. Tessa? I don't think so. Yeah, me neither. After that, we saw Matt Riddle, or just Riddle now, defeat MVP. I think it was like a 30-second match. Yeah, it was pretty quick Lashley ran down afterwards Matt Riddle left and that was the end of that to close Monday Night Raw we had the WWE Championship Ascension Ceremony AJ Styles spoke about how he defended the WWE Championship in a TLC match prior uh, Drew McIntyre said that he's the champion that's led WWE through uncharted waters in 2020 and uh, basically, Miz and Morrison jumped Drew McIntyre. AJ Styles joins in. Drew fought them off, but Omos tossed the ring steps into the ring, which distracted him. AJ hits him from behind, puts him through a table uh, with an elbow drop. And uh, right there, AJ Styles gets the upper hand going into TLC. I I like this entire ending. I thought that this was very entertaining. I actually didn't expect AJ to get the upper hand at the end. I thought for sure it was going to be Claymore's for everyone, and that was going to be McIntyre on top. So Drew's probably going to retain. Safe to say. Safe to say. Moving over uh, to NXT, it opens up with a tag team match. Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano defeating... Leon Ruff and Kushida would have thought that maybe it would be the other way around, but Ruff, I think, had a, uh, I mean, this is what you would have expected, perhaps, if you really hmm. thought about it. How could Johnny and, and Austin Theory, the way, lose after debuting that group? 
Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that was a, yeah. was a good match. I something that I really liked with this is like usually Leon Ruff doesn't. Uh, I don't know. I I really I we'll talk I, about the botch. No, no, no I didn't oh. even notice the botch. Yeah, he uh, he's like slipped off of the top turnbuckle and and uh, had a. I think he had a good recovery with Austin Theory after that. I I didn't even notice, uh, or I didn't even recognize it. But I'm, I keep on watching him very much so with a critical eye because I'm trying to see where he is right now and everything. And something that really stood out to me that I liked was that kip up into the kick to Gargano. I don't know if I've seen that before. Where he did a little kip up and Gargano was on his knees and he ended up kicking him in the face after that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. But next up, you had Champa pick up the victory over Tyler Rust. Um, I am a huge mark for Champa's theme song. Every time, I am such a mark. Champa had the seat set up for Timothy Thatcher, who ended up coming out, which caused some distraction. But Champa recovered, won the match. I was kind of surprised that it wasn't a quick match, but it helped build Tyler Rust up, which I thought was cool. I agree. I thought Rust, uh, for a moment, I thought he was going to win. I when like he hit that, that flippy net, Yeah, net the breaker. snapmare dirty deeds thing. Yeah, that was really sick. And he put up a heck of a fight against former champion. Yeah. And then Timothy Thatcher came out afterwards again and had to be held back. So, again, we don't really know if they're going to lead to another match or maybe they'll be a tag team yeah, know. and then, and most of all, Bivens recruiting Rust. Yeah, came out to talk to him during the commercial break, and it seemed like that's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. And what Next I thought up, was going to be the main event, Kyle O'Reilly defeated Pete Dunn with uh, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane attacking Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch before the match. Uh, Undisputed Era joined in there. Brizongo returned and they joined in the brawl. Um, this was weird because they advertised it to be uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. And then like minutes into the match, they cut to commercial. They have the picture in picture gimmick, but like you can't see when it's that small. Like I thought it was stupid, but I thought the match was really good. I'm just a bit disappointed that this was to see who was going to be facing Finn Balor at New Year's Evil. Yeah. I kind of wanted I thought, a surprise, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought that this match was awesome because especially coming off of the pay-per-view with how they started everything off, um, I thought that this, this was great. Um, the one thing that stood out to me that I didn't like was the headbutt, the multiple headbutt corner spot. Yeah. Where... The first few times it was it was cool, but after yeah, but they're worn broke, down. Oh yeah, no, but that's where they started to wear down and stuff. That's where I started to kind of like, uh, they should have stopped it a little bit ago. I get it, trying to wear down, show that they were tired. I wasn't a fan of that though. I just have to wonder whether or not maybe now, come January sixth, if Kyle O'Reilly is going to win the NXT Championship. Hmm. It's going to make you wonder. After that, we saw another Zia Lee and Boa segment with uh, who's ever in charge of the person that's ordering Zia Lee around. 
uh, ordering Zaya to beat up Boa. And again, yeah, I, these segments are fantastic. What about Zaya Lee's kicks? Yeah. Right? That right across the chest? Like, that, those look you can't, like stuff. Yeah, you can't like... I mean, I don't know how you could fake something like that, right? Would Would you take that? I'm no, I'm all right. <laughs> uh, next up, you had Shotzi Blackheart pick up the victory over Indy Hartwell. Uh, it was by DQ because Indy you ended up using the trophy to get the assist. I thought it was really funny because Candice distracted the referee, and he turned around like just in time, I guess, so he would see Indy, and she still, I think, decided to use it. Yeah. But uh, Candace joined in on the attack afterwards, and then they announced a very Gargano Christmas for next week. I'm I'm looking forward to it. They know? also announced that uh, Bronson Reed will be returning next week. We haven't seen him in about two months. No way. Yeah. Two months? Yeah. Wow. No. Yeah. Yeah. Was The last time we saw him was probably that Halloween show, right? It was, yeah, it was about two months ago. Wow. Next up, you had Karrion Cross pick up the victory over Desmond Troy. Uh, Karrion Cross, he's he's not missing a step. His entrance was longer than the match. <laughs> yeah, right. And then uh, afterwards, and I... he challenged uh, Damian Priest to a match for New Year's Evil, which eventually did get made official. I'm looking forward to it. And the thing that stinks is, I guess, Karrion Cross has to win. And I really am a big fan of D- Damian Priest, so it kind of stinks that he's going to have to lose this. Yeah. But I think it's going to be a hard-hitting battle for sure. We saw Mackenzie Mitchell interviewing Isaiah Swerve Scott about not shaking Jake Atlas's hand last week, and he was saying that he was just frustrated and people are blowing it out of proportion. And announced that him and Jake Atlas have a rematch next week and uh, also kind of put Atlas down while talking about him. Yeah. So it's not like, I mean, he's definitely turning heel. It's bound, bound to happen. After Swerve Scott left, Ever-Rise walked in, like, finally. I've been asking for weeks for them to get a live promo on NXT TV, and uh, finally it happened, and they they said that their match from last week, their loss was stricken from the record, the record book, I guess. And Mm -hmm. uh, I just, I thought this was so funny when Matt Martell's, like, asking (laughs) Mackenzie Mitchell if, if she wants to take a swing. He's like so fired up. I thought it was so funny. I thought that it was a it was a good segment. I'm such a fan of Everize. I say that every time they're on television. So, uh, and then throughout the night, we saw Dexter Loomis up. I guess you would say on a podium, drawing yeah. on a tablet, and it was revealed earlier in the night. Uh, he would, he drew the the New Year's Eve evil logo. Which makes me wonder if he actually designed that logo himself or if he's just like redrawing it. But later on, he drew himself with uh, the word host pointing to him. So Dexter Loomis will be the host of New Year's Evil. Which I think is cool that that they're having hosts. I mean, we saw Shotzi Blackheart host Halloween Havoc. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not I, so I like sure if we had a idea. host of uh, Great American Bash, but 
I, I like how they were talk. They were like, how is he going to host? He doesn't speak. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of cool because maybe we're going to see him do a ton of drawings that night, which I'm totally a fan of. That's I mean, we've seen it. It would be cool if they sold his artwork on uh, the website. You know, somebody, yeah, that definitely needs to happen. And I think I'm almost certain it was Dexter Loomis that um, uh, somebody I read on Twitter tell a story a few weeks ago that they were at a convention and Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe were sitting in like the corner. They weren't like supposed to be there signing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the guy really wanted something signed by Patterson and Briscoe and he didn't have anything. So he went up to Loomis. I think it was Dexter Loomis and, and told him like, I, they're supposed to be leaving at this time. I really need a, a piece so I can get it signed. So throughout the, the whole day, Dexter Loomis drew up uh, a caricature of Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson. So the guy could get it signed. Right, and who was this guy? I think it was just some random guy, uh, like a random fan. I'm almost certain that's true. I or wonder how true, much he. I wonder how much he paid him for that. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I think I really thought it was super super cool when I saw it on Twitter. I'm not sure if it was Loomis or not, but because if it is, I mean, you really have to pay him for his time, you know? Yeah, because figure like for that time that he spends focused on drawing something for you. It's taken away from times to shake hands and sign autographs and make money off of that way. So the guy must have gave him given him a good amount of money, and which kind of blows my mind that somebody would do that for Briscoe and Patterson, the Stooges. It could completely be. I could be completely wrong too, but <laughs> I, I really don't think I am. But I could yeah. definitely be wrong. Could be. In the main event of the evening. You had Tony Storm pick up the victory over Rhea Ripley. Uh, Gonzalez getting a nice little assist in there. Yeah. Um, behind the referee's back, she lawn darted Rhea Ripley into the ring post. And then uh, Tony Storm hitting that Storm Zero. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love her finisher, but because it goes so fast with the flip, I get nervous. Like, I'm like, please, I hope this doesn't mess up just because it's a fast paced kind of a it's a tiger bomb. Yeah. A sit down tiger tiger bomb. Um, there's a rumor going around that Uh-oh. a you second know what Lindsay Lowen says about rumors, right? I'm tired of rumors stalling. I'm sick of being tired. <laughs> That's one of my all time favorite segments, by the way, with. Eugene, well, thank you. Eugene, yeah. <laughs> Christy Hemi and William Regal yeah, and a Lindsay you, Lohan CD. Thank you, Regal. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't go to that Monday Night Raw. Mm. It was at the Nassau Coliseum. But there's a rumor that a second NXT show will be coming. Ooh. It's, by the way that they described it, it sounds like Evolve. But build as NXT instead. It was kind of described as like an, uh, an NXT minor league system. Mm-hmm. Led by Gabe Sapolsky, so where would they? Air, when would they air it though? Tuesdays. I have no idea. What day do they not have something? I, I mean, they, WWE doesn't right now have anything on Tuesday. They don't have anything on th- uh, on Thursday. They have NXT UK, which we'll move on to. Yeah. When when is UK? 
Thursday. For us, it's at 3 p.m. For In the UK, it's 8 p.m. And when's main event? Oh, I don't... Main event doesn't... Uh, I think main event gets put on Wednesdays. I'm not sure. Hmm. All right, yeah. But what about that UK? Yeah, it kicks off with Kaylee Ray defeating Isla Dawn. I feel like if the champion's going to be winning the match, the, ch- the title could be on the line. Mm-hmm. But I liked commentary mentioning Sasha Banks's statement about Kaylee Ray and how she has a private jet and she could always fly over to to England and have the match with Kaylee Ray and show who the real champion is or whatever. I doubt we'll ever see that. But who knows? And then later on, they announced a number one contender match Happening in three weeks for the Women's Championship. It's going to be Ginny taking on Piper Niven. They also aired a Ben Carter video package, which I popped for. There were rumors of uh, Ben Carter being signed by WWE, but nothing was set in stone. They had William Regal, a few of the NXT UK talents, putting him over, as well as Seth Rollins, who trained Ben Carter. If you're unfamiliar with Ben Carter, he's the guy that blew people away in AEW. He had one match, I believe it was. And uh, I think he caught COVID at that collective indie show. I'm not positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that like stopped any like AEW momentum he had. And then instantly like WWE, I guess I, I feel like they would have seen that clip of him wrestling on AEW. And we're like, oh, we have to have this guy. Mm-hmm. I think Britt Baker recommended him to AEW and they, they checked him out and they thought he was great. And uh, yeah, so maybe one day we will see Ben Carter take on Seth Rollins, a uh, trainer versus trainee. So that could be cool. That'd be interesting. We saw Jack Stars and Levi Muir defeat Saxon Huxley, which I thought for sure Saxon Huxley was going to get the victory there, but he got pissed Afterwards, that he lost and beat both of them down. And Dave Mastiff made the save. After that, we saw A-Kid speaking about the NXT UK Heritage Cup Championship. Uh, Or is it a championship? I don't think it's a championship. But anyway, he challenged Walter for the NXT UK Championship. Walter came out, puts him over at first, but then yelled at him, so... I think we will see Walter versus A-Kid for that championship. Another match that we saw, Rampage Brown defeated Josh Morrell. I did not think Morrell was going to win, but I was very impressed with with his in-ring work. Not really familiar with him. I looked him up. He's apparently done a bunch of stuff in uh, NXT UK as like extra talent, I guess. He was on Mm -hmm. an episode of 205 Live, I think, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really impressive. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of him on NXT TV. I don't think we will. I don't know how that's going to work since it was like a quick match here. But the main event, we saw Gallus defeat The Hunt to retain the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. Eddie Dennis, who's been kind of in charge of The Hunt as of late, got involved. Joe Coffey ran down, took Dennis out. And then behind the referee's back, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews made sure that the hunt was not going to win that. Uh, And then after the match, Pretty Deadly came out and kind of stared down at Gallus. 
They get attacked by Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith, Ashton Smith, who tossed them into the ring and then Gals took them out. Two things to make mention of before we move on to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. They aired two segments this week, one with Ilya Dragunov and the other one with Trent Seven. Uh, both of them were like video packages. Ilya said basically he needs a reset. He took the contacts out of his eyes and everything. And then Trent Seven says it's not goodbye for now, but I, it seems like both of them might be stepping away from NXT UK for now. I don't think, I can't see them like not being in WWE. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's just going to be like a few months off for both of them, or maybe they'll head to NXT here. Mm-hmm. Especially because, I mean, people went crazy for that match with Ilya Dragunov the other, a few weeks ago. So mm-hmm. maybe somebody up in the higher ups are like, well, well. If they're going crazy for it there, I'm sure they'll go crazy for it here. So, yeah. but that's NXT UK moving over to SmackDown. Kevin Owens calls Roman Reigns out. Paul Heyman appears on the screen and basically said that Kevin Owens keeps coming back. So he has to be taken out for good. And when Kevin Owens went to the back to search for Roman Reigns, Adam Pierce tried to talk him down. Kevin Owens didn't care. He kicks in Roman Reigns' door or tries to kick it in. But Roman Reigns' music hits. And he makes his way down to the ring. And then he told Kevin Owens to either acknowledge him as the tribal chief or you're not making it to TLC. Kevin Owens came out, gets attacked by Jay Uso. Roman Reigns joins in. And then backstage, Roman Reigns told Jey Uso to end him. Take him out completely. We saw Jey Uso attack Kevin Owens later on and uh, more throughout the night. Uh, Yeah. It was a pretty, this segment heavy Smackdown this week. And I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it at all. No, I thought that each segment was actually pretty entertaining. Street Profits defeated Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode to retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, I liked the uh, the assisted famouser that they both do. We've seen that before. Yeah, I, I thought that that was a, a nice little uh, thing. And then who was the actor that appeared? Clark Duke. Yeah. I don't know. That was pretty random. Yeah, it was. It was pretty random. But I guess he's got the crude's movie coming out or out now Mm -hmm. to promote. And I think they said he's going to be presenting at the Slammy Awards. Ah, which is taking place next week, I believe. Yeah, Wednesday instead of the bump, I guess. Yeah. Um, But I think Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode were really close to winning the titles here. To where I thought maybe they were going to. I didn't think that they were going to at all. I figured Street Profits were going to come out as the winners. But afterwards, they yelled at Charles Robinson for losing, and he made them back up and said that if you don't, you're going to be suspended. So I guess everybody's got the power to suspend people these days, except for yeah. Pat Buck. <laughs> there, there was, yeah, right. There was a moment where they started to, after that, you saw like, um, I almost said Slater, uh, Ziggler turned to the side 
I thought for sure he was going to super kick him. Yeah, I thought for sure we are going to see Charles Robinie to super kick as well. Yeah. After that, we saw the Riot Squad defeat Billy Kay and Tamina. Um, I thought the intro that Billy Kay had for Tamina was funny. I don't I, think any, I really don't think anybody could have expected like a huge surprise there. I think that's going to, like, if that's going to happen, it'll be like a built up sort of thing. I was hoping for Royce. I just I don't think hoping. it would have made sense on a random SmackDown. I know, but I was hoping for Royce. And once Tamita came out, I was just like, uh, you know, when you texted me, please let it be who we think it is. I thought you were thinking of Eva Marie. Oh, no, no. Now, she is someone that deserves a bigger scene, like coming on to Royal Rumble and picking up the victory, coming at number 29 or 30. But Tamina Snuka hits the Samoa drop, and uh, Billy Kay tagged herself in, which Tamina didn't realize, and Billy Kay tried to get the win, but that didn't happen, and I thought this match this week was a lot better than the match that they had last week with Natalia involved. Last week, I, I think there was just like, I don't know, it was just like a little rough. A little uh, Leon? No. Oh. After um, this, though. I, no, I, I was just wanted to say that I was a big fan of this entire aspect with Billy Kay. I thought that, that I loved how she was playing off of Tamina the entire entrance and throughout the match. But during the entrance, she's holding up her autograph, not her autograph, but her, her resume. Her resume. <laughs> And she's trying to get in the picture frame and get in front of Tamina. And I thought she's just a genius at at acting in the mannerisms. And she reminds me a lot of um, Alexander Wolf, which I maybe you'll get it, and but not many people. <laughs> yeah, but... that's, that's a stretch for people who don't understand what you're exactly. talking about at all. It's, it's, it's you're talking about stretch. facials, basically. Yeah, Ju- but his way and mannerisms and facial reactions to playing off everyone else in the ring was perfect and she's doing the same exact thing and i love it and i'm happy that it doesn't seem like she's forgotten about yeah and totally i agree with you segment up next we saw the carmella champagne toast which was her basically just trashing sasha banks um, which she also brought up how she was drinking a champagne that's more expensive than somebody's phone number. Yeah. That's like, is that not a billion dollars? What, or a hundred million dollars, I think? Not a billion, it's a hundred million? Yeah. I don't think champagne is that expensive at all. Um, well. But Sasha Banks came out and attacked Carmella. The sommelier got involved and uh, Carmella smashed the champagne over Sasha's back again. Messed up. Yeah. Messed up. Um, I I I like this aspect where you had Sasha Banks coming from behind. And the one thing that threw me off was where Carmella no, Sasha Banks, instead of like usually you have the champagne like the liquid <laughs> like thrown in the face of the person, right? Usually they they just throw they just launch the liquid in their face, but she threw the entire glass with that with yeah. the who, who like, throws the flute? Who does that? <laughs> Yeah. Who does that? Uh, yeah. The matchup next, though, we saw Otis defeat Shinsuke Nakamura. Chad Gable's been training Otis. We saw uh, last week Chad Gable stopped him from using the Caterpillar. And again, 
This week, he stopped him from using the Caterpillar, and it almost cost him the match, but Otis was still able to pick up that victory. And then backstage, Chad Gable questioned why Otis didn't hit the Caterpillar. And he's like, you should have done it. You should not have let me distract you. So I like this this partnership between the two of them. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, I, I still think that it stinks that they took the briefcase away from him. Yeah. But on the other hand, if this is how Vince McMahon, uh, if he thinks that he needs improvement and stuff, then it's no surprise. It's kind of weird watching this match and being like, wow, back in New Japan or NXT, I was this much of a fan of Nakamura, and now this is what's happening with him. Yeah, but not everybody could be on top all the time. Yeah, that's very true. Do you think that Nakamura is ever going to have his time on top? I don't know. Like main roster on top. He should. I hope so. I hope so. It's like I used to be such a mark for him, but then everything just dwindled away. Uh, After that, we saw the Sammy Awards, (laughs) which Sammy Zayn gave all the awards to himself, except for Superstar of the Year, which went to Big E, who was seen beforehand messing around with the envelopes. Laughing uh, just a little bit reminder reminds me of like how Brandon laughs at times. Is it? Um, yeah. But Sami Zayn got pissed off and uh, Big E put a stop to that and ended up tossing him down the ramp eventually. Mm-hmm. I can only assume that E has taken the title from him. I I hope maybe. not, but I could see E picking up the victory maybe by DQ, like by a DQ. I could see Sami Zayn try, finding a way to get out of it. I don't know if that's going to be added to TLC or not. They didn't announce that at the time of the recording. Yeah. But the match up next we saw was Bailey defeating Bianca Belair, which I thought this was the best thing of the night. Totally agree, and I'm totally agree. Hey, <laughs> I'm I'm actually happy that Bailey picked up the victory too, considering that she just picked up a loss last week. Yeah, and I, believe and I the was week before too. I was such a fan of this match. Like the, the sequences that they were doing reminded me of what could have been a takeover match. It's not yeah. something that we always get on Raw and SmackDown, and I thought I was such a fan of this match. I liked everything in it. Yeah, and I thought that the pre-match. Uh, interview by with Bailey was was good too, and it it was and not the pre match interview that Bianca Belair had. I may have missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but Bailey ended up breaking the eyes of Bianca Belair, took advantage of that, hits her finisher to pick up that victory, and then to close SmackDown, tie everything together. Roman Reigns, Jay Uso, and Paul Heyman addressed Kevin Owens. Kevin hobbles out, grabbed a chair to take Jey Uso out, which didn't last long as Roman Reigns and uh, Jey Uso took him out. They buried him in, they put him through tables. Then they They buried him through the tables. They buried him under ladders. They buried him under chairs. They left the ringside area and they show Kevin Owens gets up and told Roman Reigns that he's either going to take that title from him or die trying. I like this, how that played out too, because after all of that, they were backstage ready to get interviewed 
by um, who was it? Caleb Braxton. Braxton. He they were about to be interviewed, and you see in the background, like uh, you see Kevin Owens start to set up the chair with one with his hand with his arms and stuff, and he just crawls on top of the chair, and then he gets on the mic. And I thought that that playing out was just really cool. Yeah. Uh, but that was SmackDown moving over to tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh my! Could you believe it was? It's been so long since we've been to, uh, not since we've been to it, but since we went to TLC. Would you be surprised if I told you I barely remember it? I think it was eight years. It was uh, the the Shield's first match. Wow, that's wild. Like I was looking at the card too, and it was it wasn't really anything that. Over the top, crazy. We got Brooklyn Brawler though. <laughs> I had that That's campaign true. going for weeks. It's not gonna work. <laughs> not that I think I had anything to do with Brooklyn Brawler actually wrestling at Barclays Center, but uh, don't doubt yourself, kid. <laughs> but WWE TLC taking place at Tropicana Field. Wow, what a new venue! The Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. Uh, a match that was added. Uh, not on Monday Night Raw, but throughout the week it was announced that there was going to be a Firefly Inferno match, the first of its kind. I don't know how you win. I don't know how it's going to look. Maybe it'll be at the Swamp. I don't know. But I'm the Fiend will be it, taking though. on Randy Orton in that. I have to assume Fiend is winning. I I got to agree with you. I'm going with the Fiend. I don't, but I, again, I have no idea. Uh, it's, I'm going fiend for the raw tag team championships. You have the new day. Not going to do it. I guess I, I never know when you want me to do it. Or not. <laughs> new day taking on the hurt business. I hope new day wins. I'm sticking with new day. Um, although I could yeah, very I... much so see the hurt business winning. And really, mm, ultimately, we don't have a problem with that because I like Cedric Alexander and I like Shelton Benjamin. Huh. You know, I'm, I am going to go with Hurt Business. And I feel like it's going to be something playing off of Cedric Alexander over maybe he picks up the victory, but not in the good way. He doesn't rub Shelton the right way. Hmm. For the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler will be defending the titles against Asuka and an unknown partner. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax have been champions since August, the end of August. I think maybe it's time that we get new champions, but again, unless it's going to be Kyrie Sane, not really sure I want it to be Asuka. Um... When it was Asuka and Lana as a gimmick, I wouldn't have minded, but I don't want... She's already Raw champion, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I'm going to say Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Unless yeah. it's Kyrie Sane. <laughs> unless it's the Kabuki Warriors. I I totally agree with you. I think that it's going to be Jax and Baszler picking up the victory. Uh, again, uh, unless it's also, I think, if it's Charlotte and Oscar, then I think then we would see Charlotte and Oscar pick up the victory. Uh-huh. I think maybe it's just better off for me to say Oscar and the TBD. Yeah. Um, for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, 
Sasha Banks is defending the title against Carmella in what I wish was going to be a TLC match, but that's not the case. I'm going to say Sasha Banks retains. Riding high from the uh, the season finale of The Mandalorian. That's true. Not going to spoil anything. I don't care about Star Wars, but I can spoil it if I wanted to. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't do that. Do you don't watch do that. that show even? Nope, nope. But I do plan on it at some point in my life. Well, something huge happened this week, so. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. There was a Starbucks cup. It was all over the internet. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> messed up. Messed up. Um, Who did you pick? Sasha. The boss. The blueprint. Hmm. I'm going to go with the... I'm going to go with the boss, too. Bruce? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he was on SNL the other day. He was, yes. He actually did. I, uh, he, They actually did a fantastic job. Oh, I thought you were going to say they did such and such song. I was like, you are familiar with the new album? <laughs> no, but they did a fantastic job. And I'm not one for really listening to Springsteen, but I kind of feel like I, I'm not opposed to giving it a shot. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen, I think, is one of those artists. One of, like, I'm not like... I do like a lot of Springsteen music, but I'm not mm-hmm. like I know every single word to a Bruce Springsteen song. Uh-huh. So you're I know like I know Courtney a bunch Cox. of the words. I'm not like who Courtney Cox, right? I would never be dancing in a crowd and get picked up on the stage to in well, a white T-shirt. I don't know. Maybe I would sing "Dancing in the Dark" with Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> but I, I think of the concerts that I've seen, Bruce Springsteen always puts on a really good show. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. And there's always so much energy at a Bruce Springsteen concert. Mm-hmm. Um, for <laughs> I forgot where we were for a second. For the WWE Championship in a TLC match, Drew McIntyre will be defending the title against AJ Styles. Going with the champion, Drew McIntyre. Taking um, us into, hopefully, 2021 as the champion. Yeah, I'm going to follow suit. I'm going with Drew McIntyre. Oof, oof. Did oh, the, wow. uh, the shirt pull thing. Yeah. Huh. Don't do that again, David. No. Ouch. But, uh, yeah, he's been champion since uh, for, for a month now. It sucks that it's not since WrestleMania, but <laughs> I would uh, I would be disappointed if he lost the title so quickly again. Um, not again because he had it from WrestleMania and just lost it last month. But the <laughs> I, what I can only assume. Well, I don't know. What do you think is going to be the main event? That match or the the Roman Reigns match? I'm going to go with Roman. For the WWE Universal Championship, defended in a TLC match. Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion, defending it against Kevin Owens. It, it, how could it not be Roman Reigns? Can you see Uso costing him it by accident? I can't. Like, the only thing, I, I, I don't even like, the only thing that I could maybe even think of would be an involvement with The Rock. But that, to me, I mean... At TLC, though? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why it's so far-fetched for me to say, like, that's the only person I could see. I'm going to go with uh, Roman Reigns. So, yeah. That's why I would pick Roman Reigns as well. 
Well, there you have it. Those are our picks for TLC. Hey, Brandon, you got any shout-outs? Hi, this is Casey Kasem, and up next on the American Top 40, Brandon shout-out. The first shout-out goes to Charlie Pride. He unfortunately passed away last week at the age of 86 due to complications from COVID. Uh, he literally just performed Kiss an Angel Good Kiss an Angel Good Morning last month at the the CMA Awards, which was live. Yeah, um, there was that rumor of him potentially catching it then. Yeah, I don't know, uh, but he was definitely a trailblazer, a trailblazer in country music. Definitely going to be missed. I remember at one point it was rumored that The Rock was going to be playing him in a movie. That'd be different. And The Rock even. Uh, made mention of it recently and it just never happened huh that would be different i i i think it's fascinating that uh because um being a black male and everything you didn't really have that in country music i mean you really still don't yeah there's more but you really don't that's very true but i think that it's it's incredible that in order to get played and to get known they sent his audio, his recordings to the radio stations without a picture of him. Yeah, it was because if they found out that he was he was black, they wouldn't play any of his recordings. And once some radio stations did find out, they actually pulled all of his recordings off of their um, their radio station. Um, just very very wild time and. Uh, yeah, tr- a huge trailblazer, like you, like you said, very incredible. And yeah. I, I think that, and we learned a lot about him too on that. Um, what is it? That PBS special? The I think it was PBS. I don't that, remember watching a PBS special with Charlie. Uh, the, no, the 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 document on country music. I don't remember. remember? Um, yeah, they, they went into Charlie Pride and that's kind of where I started to learn a little bit more about him and it's just fascinating and very, very unfortunate. Yeah. I always wanted to see him perform live. Never got the opportunity to. Mm. Next shout out goes to the wilds, which is a new show on Amazon prime. I literally watched it. It came out, I think last Friday and I watched it like within the day Mm -hmm. it seemed I think it's a pretty good show, and uh, without spoiling anything, the premise is that a group of girls are on a plane, the plane crashes, and then they have to survive on an island, and I see a lot of people somewhat getting Lost vibes from it. Uh I, I never saw Lost, but I hope there's a season two. I don't know if they're going to announce a season two or not, but I really do hope there will be one. Well, I hope for you. Uh, and then the final shout out goes to somebody who went viral this week. <laughs> Smokey Robinson, uh, who I've seen perform at his own concert twice. And then once at, uh, he showed up at a concert, but he went viral this week for pronouncing Hanukkah wrong in a cameo video. <laughs> uh, he, he's, Said, oh, I really want to wish you a happy Chinooka. Chinooka. Whatever that is. I don't know what Chinooka is, but 
they told me to say Chinooka, so. <laughs> so I think if you're ever like super bored, pick a random celebrity on Cameo because they are other people's cameos are the video. Uh, they're just like the, the gifts that keep giving. I was watching some Sandman ones last night. They're hysterical. You got to get a good person though, but I'm going to have to watch some of them. Like the undertakers was hilarious. Seeing the undertaker say stuff like that. I'm going to have to check it out. Um, but yeah, those are my shout outs. Now it's time for. Ow. is right our mark out moment of the week um i discussed it earlier with chris a little bit uh i watched triple mania this past saturday and they had the 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 marvel match based off of the the marvel lucha pops uh-huh uh and during the, I think it was during the entrances that the the wrestlers were making. I completely forgot that Disney owned Marvel. So in Spanish, they were they were talking in Spanish, but I popped hearing Disney mentioned because <laughs> I completely like for that split second you don't like associate Disney with Marvel all the time. Yeah. So I kind of marked out for that. I don't know if uh, you had any mark out moments this week. Uh, you know what? I actually do. And I actually remember my markout moment of the week. Oh, wow. I wish I had a uh, party pop or something to celebrate. Woo! <laughs> that, that, that was not good. Um, yeah, yeah so it, it kind of sounded like the sound effect of a party popper. Yeah, kind of, kind of. I'm not going to try it again. I'm not going to try it again. But so on Facebook, um, on Facebook, I ended up seeing somebody selling some wrestling t-shirts. And they were good prices. They were $5. And one of the uh, shirts was the Nassau Coliseum farewell t-shirt. Like that last t-shirt from the live event that they did, the WWE event. Not a live event. Wasn't it Monday Night Raw? It may have been Monday Night Raw. I think I was there. Was I not there? (laughs) I'm not too sure, but he was selling it. He was selling it. And... I'm I'm a New York Rangers fan, not an Islander fan, so the coloring I am not a big fan of. But uh, you ever hear of the Mets? Yeah, that's kind of like my <laughs> that's kind of like my go to. Like maybe it's the Mets colors, but I mean know, we all know that it's not. But still, I know, I know it's a stretch. It's NASA. Yeah, it's NASA. Yeah, that's it's the colors NASA. of NASA. Yeah. So I ended up I told the guy that I'll buy that. And then he actually also had uh, the TLC uh, shirt from the event that we spoke about earlier with the Shields first pay-per-view took place this week, December 16th, 2012. Yeah. So um, ended up buying that shirt too and not to wear, but just memorabilia wise, just to keep, because I think it's pretty cool because we attended that. And I mean, the Nassau Coliseum shirt, maybe I'll wear. I'm not too sure. I kind of want to keep, I don't know. I like Chris's idea. Chris has his framed in on a wall. 
Right. I think that's a pretty cool idea. So I'm not too sure what I'm going to do with it, but I ended up meeting up with uh, the guy. His name is Brian, and it was it was awesome, you know. And we got to speak about some AEW. He's a big fan of AEW, so we spoke about AEW a bit and the comparisons with that and NXT. And I, By uh, the way, that night, I, I still think Naomi should have won the Divas Championship from EVE. Yeah, yeah. I... Nothing stands out for me for that night. Not even the giant chair that Big Show used in his chairs match against Sheamus? <laughs> no. I, I I remember we went to um we went to that bar beforehand. Or I, after I went to after. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Wait. we met Josh. I think we met that Josh uh after it. Mm. Or before before it. I oh yeah you know what well because yeah. he was he with us or no he wasn't with us I don't think he was with us I think it was just we us just... Andrew and Juan Brad oh and Brad. Brad yeah Brad, yeah, was, Brad there. was there too yeah but uh, so I bought that T-shirt I bought the Coliseum shirt and now I'm like checking on Facebook Market a lot more because it, it, I guess it's not too bad to buy stuff on there. And yeah, so I marked out for getting my hands on those two, those two uh, t-shirts. So very cool. Yeah. And that's our mark out moment of the week. That is episode 515. You could check us out, markingout.com, facebook.com slash markingout, twitter.com slash markingout, at bttg161 on Twitter and Instagram, at Dave the Rave underscore mo, at Chris Sweendog. We have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash out 11 as well as Instagram, out 11 on Instagram. Check us out, prowrestlingtees.com slash out. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything that you want to listen to a podcast on, we might be there. Just search for our name. Uh, and then go to manscaped.com, use the code REGARDLESS. To save yourself 20% and you get free shipping. We wish you the The best best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a